Here's what's coming up on today's show. You know, everything is going against the grain right now as mm-hmm. far as traditionally what happens with certain, you know, political parties in or certain reporting and stuff, right. and nothing is really just adding up to what history has shown us. So definitely, um, there's a lot of wait and see right now, that's for sure. It's time for financial advisor Ben Schrock to give you the keys to retiring with confidence. This is Unlocking Your Financial Future. Hello, I'm Ben Schrock, and welcome to another episode of Unlocking Your Financial Future. Today, I got some special guests with us, uh, Gary Kubalski and Keith Abramo. Did I say that right, guys? Nailed it. We're good. We're good. So um, they're with Union Savings Bank, and we're going to talk today. We're either going to do it in one long episode or we're going to mix it up into two different episodes and talk about what they do, how they can help people, especially like in our client base with retirees um, and and with lending and just kind of pick their brains about that kind of stuff. So guys, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Thank you very much, Ben. You you bet. And for those of you who can't see us, so not watching on YouTube, we're sharing one mic. So this is the first go around. (laughs) We're going to see how this goes, guys. You're our guinea pigs. But um, before we get into it, I'm going to, can you guys intro Union Savings Bank first? Um, it, you know, when you, you talk about banks, and we've had you know individuals on our show before. Um, you know, when you think of banks, you think of you know your Chases, your Huntingtons of the world, and Union Savings Bank isn't really like that household name, right? So, can you give us a little bit of background on Union Savings Bank, and and then we'll dive into each of your backgrounds real quick. Yeah, so the bank uh, has been around primarily in the Southern Ohio area okay. um, for like an old school bank, about a hundred years, give or take. Um, the current ownership group has had it since the mid '80s. And between Cincinnati, Columbus, Pittsburgh, uh, Indianapolis, got about 40 to 50 branches. Okay. Um, been one of the top five lenders in Ohio for the last about 10 to 15 years without ever being in the Cleveland Akron market. Wow. So, uh, end of September, I'm sorry, end of 2021, um, they bought a building on Rockside Road in Independence, Ohio, about 30 minutes up the road from, from yeah. you guys. And uh, the plan is to bring a handful of branches to Cleveland and, and expand into the market. So nice. we like to say, uh, you know, we, we do some common sense lending uh, when mm-hmm. you're a little bit smaller of an institution. You don't have as much red tape. Sure. Um, but we are essentially a lender disguised as a community bank. Gotcha. That's how we like to, I like we like it. to put it. So. Uh, um, how's the transition up to this way going for you guys? So far, really good. We've been having a lot of good outreach uh, to the local community. We've been getting a lot of good feedback. Uh, we noticed that the customers, the clients, um, they're enjoying actually working with us. They see um, the difference between how, how we work um, in contrast to the other local community banks that sure. we're used to. And I think that one of the things that stands out is really our customer service. Um, most, most oftentimes uh, when people think of going to their bank, they're have, having to physically go, go into in, the yeah. branch. And we actually make the effort uh, to go to the individual, come to their either residence or their business sure. uh, to conduct and, and help them along in the context of the application and try to see what the best loan that we could fit them in. Gotcha. And so can you guys give me a little bit of background on each of you? Have you always been in the lending industry? What kind of led you into that industry and kind of how long you've been in there? Yeah, so I, uh, I'm going on this November, it'll be 10 years uh, in, the, in the wonderful, crazy mortgage yeah. industry. I was at uh, the big dog, I was at Rocket Mortgage for about okay. nine years. Um, I was a director of banking there on the, on the purchase and refinance side of things. And uh, came to Union Savings earlier this year as their market director for Cleveland. So I'm essentially um, bringing people in, bringing in the right people, 
working on the market share and all that kind of stuff for, nice. for the hub that we're in right now, as well as the five or six branches, hopefully to come soon. So awesome. Um, done a lot, seen a lot, yeah. but for the guys that have been doing this 20, 30 years, they've seen even more. So yeah. it's just one of those ever changing, uh, ever changing oh, yeah. industries. The post 2008 sure. world. It's <laughs> yeah. a lot different, a lot different world yeah. altogether. Yep. So awesome. How about you, Gary? So I started uh, back in 2001 in the mortgage field and so he uh, lived through the 08 so he, he's got yeah. the war stories from there yes and um i worked for uh, some uh, big uh, banks such as bank of america dollar yeah. bank and i worked for some uh larger mortgage companies that are actually still in business uh, we know that when 2008 and that whole scenario went mm-hmm. down so many uh, lenders closed their doors yeah so I, I learned a lot from many different uh you know industries in the context of of how different banks did business and I saw how big lenders um, work with their customers versus smaller ones. And I think that's the, the good thing about Union Savings Bank is we're, we kind of have the best of both of those. Sure. Um, we're, we kind of have that small town feel, but we have all that we need in the context of you know, big banking and the, um, the technology that goes along with it to be able to get uh, the customer through the system. Yeah, nice, I like it. Yeah, Gary's, uh, he lived through the the mortgage crisis. He's actually only 30 years old. This is just <laughs> working in mortgages for 30 years. Does you, it does but. that, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's good. Um, so let's kind of, I guess, we'll start with with where things are today. I guess, right? I mean, with interest rates being so low for so long, you guys, I'm sure, were just swamped constantly. And and have you seen a little bit of a slowdown now since uh, you know Fed's been raising rates all year and. And mortgage rates obviously are going to be affected by that. Are you starting to see that, you know, brake pedal being pressed a little bit from the refinancing side of things? Yeah, you know, especially on the refinance side. I think on the purchase side, listen, the fact of the matter is, you know, rates might not be in the twos or low threes anymore. But if you can start still borrow money at five six percent or whatever the case may be for three decades, yeah, that's that's a long time to borrow a lot of money. So it's still advantageous to to a lot of people on the home buying market. The refinances have slowed down. Um, the bank has done a very good job, though, of continuing to evolve, um, and without going into too much detail, for compliance reasons, sure, sure. continuing to involve pricing and the products that we can offer to where we can still find a way to help yeah. um, the folks looking to refinance. We'll go into a little bit of that later on, but um, you know, from a from a bank standpoint, decision making standpoint, they've done a very good job of us still allowing us to have something to provide in terms of um, helping people. Yeah, I mean, because the way that we always look at it with our client base, you know, or well, I should say our younger client base, pretty much anyone out there, when they go look for a house, they look for what can I afford on a monthly budget, right? Correct. So if I'm home shopping a year ago, right, I, I'm, I'm able to afford a $300,000 house on a certain monthly budget. Now, all of a sudden, I can only go and get a $200,000 house because interest rates gone up. And uh, yep. so, you know, then as a buyer, you kind of get, you know, discouraged. It's already a tough market to buy in. And then this happens. So you kind of, I was wondering if we've seen that from a home buying standpoint, people just kind of get fed up a little bit and say, Ooh. I'll just wait till things come back down. Maybe they won't, you know, maybe they won't come all the way back down. I don't know. A little bit. And you had kind of a perfect storm because yeah. you had the rates go up, but you also had home values. Sure. Go up pretty healthily That's over true. the last couple of years. So you kind of had this perfect storm. So I think, there have been a lot of people that have kind of put it on pause. I think once this new market becomes the norm yeah. a little bit more and it's not as fresh and everybody's, you know, and everybody's uh, fresh in everybody's mind, I think you'll get some of the, you know, a lot of those people that come back to, 
to the marketplace. But yeah. for right now, I think there's a lot of wait and see what happens in the right. next six to 12 months. We've been spoiled for so long. It not, you know, everything is going against the grain right now as mm-hmm. far as traditionally what happens with certain, you know, political parties in or certain reporting and stuff. Right. And nothing is really just adding up to what history has shown us. So definitely um, there's a lot of wait and see right now. That's for sure. Yeah. And like I said, it's, it's, we've seen rates so low for so long. It, it's the little bit, we're, like you said, got spoiled. anything in the three, four, <laughs> it's still a good rate. Yeah. Let's be honest, but yeah. you know, it, it's uh, not the twos that we're used to seeing. And um, now that, that's something too. Do you guys do like our adjustable rates and things like that? Is that where you're starting to lean? And, and again, if I ask you questions outside of compliance, <laughs> let me know. Um, but is that something, cause I see an opportunity there to say, okay, if rates aren't, they're elevated now and they're likely going to come back down a little bit. Why not go to an arm? You know, why not lean in that direction? Yeah, absolutely. What we see is that most people, they're used to the 30 year loans and they figure well, their mother and father had them. Uh, sister and brother and people that they know, but they don't realize that most people only hold on to their mortgage for about five years. And so um, either through a change of job or change in circumstances, they're either moving or doing something where they're taking cash out to maybe fund a college tuition or something like that. And so that's why arms are really, they're not the dirty word that they used to be. And so um, union savings loan, uh, the arms are extremely competitive. Uh, oftentimes we're beating most of the other lenders in the context of that. And uh, it's just a really good program for people to take advantage of because they're getting a really good low rate, low rate as when it was fixed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously, uh, you know, they have a cutoff period. Uh, normally the people take the 5-1 arm. Yeah. And that, can you guys real quick, I'll let you add in that, that part too, Keith, but um, real quick, explain an ARM for those. I, sometimes I assume everyone knows what an adjustable rate mortgage is. Can you get, explain what that means? And, and Gary mentioned a 5-1. I know there's 7-1, I believe 10-1s as well. So kind of explain that and where do you feel the sweet spot is right now in terms of that ARM? And I love the point that you made too, Gary, about people moving or doing something every you know five years. I'm thinking about ourselves. We've done it now, I think, two or three times, and it's all been within that four to five year time frame. So it's interesting yeah. you said that. Yeah, and and you know, Gary mentioned, you know, the ARM products today are, are almost completely different than what they were fifteen years ago. Sure. When they kind of had that that negative connotation. So for example, a five one arm that we offer, it's fixed for the first five years at the rate that's agreed upon. Right now we're seeing we're about half a percent, almost a full percent lower than a lot of the banks okay. um, up in the Cleveland-Akron area. That's kind of done intentionally with us spanning into the market. We need sure. something to you know blow everybody's socks off and, and get them going. Exactly. Um, when year six hits, the rate can adjust a maximum of two percentage points in that first year. Okay. Okay. And then there's also a lifetime cap on the rate as well. So it can adjust more than two percentage points up or down. We, mm-hmm. There were people that took out arms in the early 2010 sure. range that ended up dropping. So what we do is we take a little bit of a step further. We go through what we call the doomsday scenario with the client. Like, hey, if you sat in this mortgage for 12 years and never did anything, yeah. here's the highest payment you could ever see. So when the clients see the payment, because it reamortizes based off of the, the payment reamortizes based off the new balance every adjustment period. Yep. So as that balance gets lower and lower, that payment shock and that that you're nervous about actually isn't in most cases as high as you might think think. is the capping of that is that relatively new post 2008 world or is that always kind of been baked in that is newer now to protect against what happened right you had folks that their payments skyrocketed at twelve hundred dollars a month yeah you know month after month and that was back when people were losing overtime and losing their jobs and all of a sudden they they couldn't so now there's those 
checks and balances, so to, so to speak, put in place, mm -hmm. um, as well as what we do differently is also is we can do what's called a rate modification on these products, okay. where after that five-year period, we can extend that rate. It might change a little bit, maybe a quarter point, maybe half a percent, but we can extend that rate out another one, three, or five years. So you oh, can wow. essentially get 10 years without having to refinance and do a new appraisal. It's almost like a mini refinance oh, in, yeah. inside no, yeah, of it's, it, it's, though, right? No, but no closing no, costs. No cost. It's a, it's a free modification. So to the point that, you know, that Gary made, you're always selling, taking cash out, refinancing for some reason. Yeah. Inside of 10, 10 years, you're probably definitely doing that at least once or twice. Right. So. Yeah. I like that that little modification, too, because it's something where yeah, it's if huge. rates do go up and you did a five-year and they're still kind of up, down, up, down, moving a little mm -hmm. bit, you're like, yeah, maybe, maybe I run this thing a little bit longer. It's a great way to do that. Yeah. The ARM historically has always been about a half percent to a percent lower than the fixed rate. Yeah. Except for these last, like, three or four years yeah. where you might as well just take the third year because it's... <laughs> Right. It's lower than you'll probably ever see again. But Is that something that you guys do um, in your role, uh, maybe not so much on, on your end, Keith, but Gary, on your end with the uh, consumer? Um, so, like, I have a client, right? I'm going to introduce you to them. And, and, you know, we know enough to be dangerous, I always say, in, in, in your guys' space, but not to the depths that you guys know. Is that something that you can help them with to say, okay, here's the, you know, I would suggest this. Is that like inside the scope of what you do sitting down with the consumer? Yeah, absolutely. What we can do is almost do like a worksheet with them and help them understand uh, comparison. If they did a fixed rate at the current uh, rate it is today mm -hmm. versus if they did an arm rate and what their payments would be and through the amortization of, of through the years on that um, so that we can actually show what their savings would be say per month. And then we could also show them, say they want to build equity in their property quicker. Mm -hmm. um, that's the other thing is that we can show them if they get the arm and take their savings and apply that right to the principal, they're gonna be so farther ahead yeah. uh, at the end of that when they go to refinance that say they're gonna either sell the property or they're gonna stay in a refinance, but they're gonna have a lot more equity because of that. Yeah, and I think that's where people oftentimes miss the boat um, when they go to buy a home, I think they miss that guidance from you know people in your guys' shoes to say, okay, this is what like to that that strategy alone is awesome. That I, I've never heard when I've went to borrow money. You right. know, I think that's huge. And and one of the benefits too is with the type of um, loan officers that we're looking to bring in. There's a certain quality that I specifically look for, and, and that we're looking for down in corporate in Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. And that's you got to be able to put yourself in the client's shoes. And when you get I come from the largest lender sure. in the nation, and when you get to be that big, sometimes you go too fast, mm -hmm. and it's just it's about you turn and burn, you know, right? Yeah, right. Not to say that there's bad client service, right. but there's just you you can't take a breath and be like, okay, this is this client situation. What would I do? Yeah. And I think when you can take the extra time, break down the numbers. You know, some clients want just the meat and potatoes. Some want the ingredients, right? Mm -hmm. Some just want to get right to the point. What are the costs? What's the payment? Let's do it. Some want to know how this all works. And when you have the time and the care factor, I like to call it, um, to, to walk through each client, especially now, everybody's situations are so different and yeah. so all over the place. Totally. You know, in good and bad. So I think that's been a, a big help for us so far as well. Yeah, you can almost put yourself in more of that consultative role um, and really be an advocate for the client and, as opposed to that. Because, I mean, ideally, right, especially if you're, you're working those arms and, and things of that nature, you want a client to refi with you guys. You know, you want it, that business to be sticky and not go somewhere else. So, you know, right. doing it right on the front end is, you know, then they're going to likely come back to you. 
Yeah, we, we don't do a whole lot of mass media marketing. It's mm-hmm. really the word of mouth. Um, that's how we get the majority of our business. And uh, really, that's the type of business that we want. We want the people that really have had great experience with us uh, to come with us and, and stay with us. And you guys maintain all the, most of the loans? you sell any of them off? We, we do have, um, so we do have our portfolio product that we offer, which is typically the arms. And, yeah. you know, they're extremely low cost. Right now we're advertising it, and this is not, there's no hidden fees with this. It's like $500 for a purchase. It's $250 for a refinance. I mean, it's... Like cost? And, Cost, yeah, plus escrow, but actual yeah. cost, that's that's all. So I know people are going to listen to that and be like, there's got to be more to it. <laughs> Call us, I promise, there's there's not. But, Say um, that again one more time, so <laughs> yeah. we're going to hear that. What's the cost? Yeah. So the cost that we're advertising now are $500 on a new home purchase okay. and $250 on a refinance. The disclaimer is obviously there's a certain clientele that fits into that bucket. Sure. But we service those loans in our portfolio loans, and we are um, – our, our bank culture comes from the owners themselves. Once you're a client of ours, we don't ever want to lose you. Right. So the servicing is second to none and top notch, and it's a priority with the bank. Where some other banks yeah. kind of sit on it like a like a almost like an investment, where if they need to sell it off one day, they can. We we proactively kind of monitor what's going on with our current clients versus the market. Sure. And if there's an opportunity for them to get in a better spot, we'll proactively reach out to them in a lot of cases. Yeah, I like it. And and so like, as we're talking here, I think what I'm going to do is we're going to a couple more questions, more on the personal side, and then um, we'll talk a little bit more. I'm gonna, we'll cut it into the second episode. Talk more about your different lending options with maybe your more investors, retail investor or real estate investors, and and things like that. So, but like on the um, I guess on the, the average everyday home buyer, home you know builder, whoever maybe. Do you guys do construction loans too? Yeah, we okay. do. Yep. Um, so you pretty much do everything a big bank does, just on a you know smaller scale. And I, I love working with small banks because it's you do have a little bit more. I don't want to say leverage. You just kind of they they care about you. They they'll look at your situation as a small business owner myself. You know, they look a lot. You go to the big banks, they look at you and say, well, you know, that's not um, too risky, right? Too risky of a of a. Uh, a client for us yeah. so you know, thanks but no thanks so um with smaller banks you they actually kind of hear you out and actually will dig in and look at your the underwriters will actually look a little bit deeper and, and look at the full story correct so when it comes to like the the home buyer home builder where do you guys see right now debt to income ratios where are you guys pushing that from a, a lender standpoint is it the top end is it 40 50 49 you know we Typically, you want to be under 50. Under 50. Um, under 50. Under 45 is great, but under 50 is that threshold on a conventional loan. Um, we do offer FHA loan products as well, which is kind of geared more towards the first time home buyer yeah. um, right now, which we can go up to. Again, everything else falls into place. We can go up to uh, actually 57% wow. debt to income ratio. And VA loans, you can, if you're a military veteran, um, you can technically get qualified up to, up to 60%. Jeez. Um, a conversation to have with the client though hey right. just this is what you qualify for on paper but here's the payment are you, are you, are you called? <laughs> like that's and again that's where you kind of take a step back like hey yeah I, we could do this right right <laughs> but are you comfortable with can this? you so really do this yeah, yeah. correct correct because <laughs> that you know got to keep in mind those debt ratios are, are based off what's on your credit it doesn't take into account utilities groceries right you know everyday expenses so it's always important to take that extra couple minutes and, and talk of that over with your yeah. client as well when it comes to that side of things too do you guys also help with that debt um 
like I guess more consult from that perspective. Say, hey, how do I clean up some of this bad debt that I got? Or hey, you got this you know credit card or something reporting in there. Credit cards, I think they, don't they just report the monthly, the minimum? I think the minimums. Yeah. Um, so like maybe some student loan debts or something like that to where you can wipe off some some of that big chunk and and uh, right now we'll have them give some guidance. Um, not credit experts, yeah. you know, so we don't want to go too deep into it because credit works so goofy nowadays with. Yeah how the scores update and stuff, but we'll give, you know, some, some general, um, guidance. And we do have a few team members that kind of specialize on the credit side that we'll send them to, to, to get a more in depth of a, of a look into and a diagnosis for lack of a better term. Sure. Anything else on the, um, consumer side, I guess I kind of, we, we stayed in that lane. Um, anything else there that you guys want to add in terms of your lending options, um, for your everyday consumer? Cause like I said, I want to kind of split off to this. I know I got some of these flyers here that I really want to dive in deeper on on how you guys do with you know the blanket loans and things like that and spend some time getting into the weeds there but anything else you want to add from a, a consumer lending from your like first time home buyer just retiree buying a house yeah you know i think um my my only two cents would be uh, give us a call no but uh, <laughs> but no i mean you know this is what we've chose to to do for a living yeah um and careers and we have a very dialed in team um that takes their time we work we move fast but we go slow if that makes sense yep um so if you do have any questions we offer a ton of products to help maybe you know if you've been told no elsewhere definitely give us a call because we can get pretty creative um with how we can get you qualified so awesome we, we also like to help out uh uh, first responders. Okay. So we, we do a lot for those as well. Great. Great. And, um, how do people reach you guys? So give yourself the plug, your phone numbers, address, emails, uh, website, all that good stuff. My phone number is 440-533-8451. That's the best way to reach us. Okay. And, uh, from there, um, I'm at my uh, email is G Kubalski at usavingsbank.com. Perfect. And if anyone else needs help, I can always connect you absolutely absolutely thank you you bet okay we're gonna wrap up uh, episode one um you know just to recap we talked more on the personal lending side i guess that was the direction we stayed in um we'll kind of unlock some of the the different options that uh, union savings bank has to offer here on on part two so uh gary key thanks guys for for uh coming on part one we'll be right back for part two appreciate it thanks man yep thank you Investment advisory services offered through B.A. Schrock Wealth Management, Inc., a registered investment advisor. B.A. Schrock Wealth Management is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. B.A. Schrock Wealth Management is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any government agency. This podcast is a paid placement. This show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation.